Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Help, I'm an Adult, the podcast all about adulting from someone, me, going through the ups and downs of it all with you. So let's get into today's topic and hope you enjoy. Hello everybody, welcome to Help, I'm an Adult podcast and I'm so glad that you're able to join me today on this another installment of the podcast and um, today I'm going to try and get straight to the point and just give you pointers on basically things that you did not know about adulting. Last time I spoke to you guys on the podcast, it was all about getting older and my plans and where I'm at on that plan on getting older and thinking about it. And I also gave you guys the opportunity to let me know, um, to go to our Instagram page and let me know of anything that you didn't know about adulting that you wish you knew about adulting. Well, thanks to everybody who responded. I added your things to my list, which apparently I already had as well so great minds we think alike and um, yeah so I'm going to kind of list those things and kind of tell you where I'm at with them on my by my um in my way and maybe some of them I'll probably further expand on in other episodes going forward so I decided to split this into basically two categories so there's the admin slash financial stuff and then there's the character or like say like relationship aspect of things of adulting So first things first, let's do the admin stuff and get that over with because ain't nobody like doing admin work. So the admin stuff, first of all, let's actually start at the point where we apply for jobs. And I don't know, like maybe just because I didn't really have that much, I didn't really do much of a part-time job when I was in high school or anything. So I didn't really like filling application forms and stuff like that. And the job I had was basically, I kind of just kind of showed up and it was kind of a recommended friend kind of thing. Anyway, but I never knew how to fill out an application form. I did not, like, the only application form I ever filled out was my UCAS form. And even then, like, you get help from teachers and stuff at school. So, applying for a job, like, the fact that no one actually told you, like, yo, that's actually an assignment on its own. That's a whole coursework on its own. Because the questions they ask you on some of those forms are insane. Some of them are just like, I just want experience. When they're like, why do you want the job? It's like... Um, because I need money and I need experience and you just and then you just have to blag about something like no one tells you how like difficult it is to basically make up stuff on the spot when it comes to job applications but I think I did like one or two and then for the job I currently have I know I did the application over the course of a month just because some of those questions I just had to be like okay let's type this out on word document and come back and think about it and like rephrase it and get it right before I submit my application which was long it took me a month to do that application and I was doing my master's at the time so obviously like there was also other things I had to do so there were days when I didn't even remember I had an application to fill out but yeah that's number one that no one tells you that job applications can be literally the most tedious most annoying thing ever and this other thing so let's just say so you've done your application You've got the job. Well, next thing is you get your first paycheck and you're like, yes, money, 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 money. But then you see that pay slip and you see all them tax deductions and you're like, hold up. <laughs> what? So in the UK, when it comes to like tax deductions and stuff, we have income tax that comes out just from your pay. Like you don't even see it, which is great. If you have to pay student loans and you're already in the bracket, you get your student loans to come out as well, like in the threshold for which student loans will come out 
Um, and then there's national insurance. So I didn't know about national insurance. And I'm not going to lie, I still don't really know what it is. Like what, like what, what that money does or where that money goes. But I remember my first pay slip. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of money coming out. And I then realized that my tax code was kind of off because I still kept my previous job, which my part-time job that I had previously. And so I remember I had to call HMRC and be like, hold up. Even though I technically have two jobs, the other job is literally the most casual thing ever. It's like they get, I work when and where, like whenever they need me, which is not very often a lot of the time. And I had to like be on the phone with this lady and just figure out what the right tax bracket was for me. And from doing that, then she was like, okay, cool. Just take 20% from here. This would be your main source of income. And this is what and I was like, yes, yes, yes. But it took about two months for all of that to like be implemented properly and for me to be on a ready, steady, basically tax code, which was great. And then because I also did a master's, my first pay slip didn't take out my, they didn't start, <clears throat> I don't know what happened to my voice. They didn't start taking out like my um, postgraduate loan um, repayment and I, well, I didn't really read much, in much into it. And then a year later, they did. And I was like, oh, that's more money coming out of my payslip. Great. So, like, figuring out all that tax and stuff was insane. And also, if you're somebody who owns a car, I, well, initially for the first year or so, like, my mom helped support with the financial stuff of the car. Like, she'd do half, I'll do the other half. And then when it now became all on me full time, when I was like, okay, I can afford to, like, pay this and that, yo, the road tax on a car, maintaining a car, car insurance. Mm. That sh yeah, it was just, I was like trying to understand how it works and going to the website and be like, how do I pay for this? And then at some point I remember I had to change cars and I didn't know how to like change like deeds and like deeds, is that what it is? I don't know what it's called. There's a whole form about it. And I had to literally, I'm glad I have parents who know what the heck is going on because I did not have a clue. And even now, I'm thinking if I change this car now, do I still know how to like do the whole name transfer thing? I actually think they did it for me at the dealership. I can't remember. But it was just very, very, it was a lot. And I was just like, these are the things that I wish somebody could have told me beforehand. Because oh. can you imagine if I didn't have my parents close by, if I didn't know have anyone nearby to actually like talk me through it and explain how it works of course like we have google but how do you really know you're doing it right though you know like google has best suggestions but how do you know you're getting it right anyway so that was like that's basically like the taxing and the finance stuff let me see is there anything else i've missed out yeah and then from all of like paying taxes oh yeah i forgot that part pensions i still don't really know how pensions work. I'm not going to lie. I know like at my job, they take out like a cut towards pension and I need to actually look at this. I was talking to, to someone about this earlier this week. So this is something I'm going to look into. And once I kind of have more information on it, I will probably, I will let you guys in. And I know like there's bad people, like financial people on, you, on here on YouTube that talk about pension funds and all of that. But honestly, from a like, nine to five regular day-to-day -day person i still don't know how pensions work with companies and when you leave a company how do you transfer your pension over to your new company all of that stuff that's something that i know i want to kind of look into properly now because i've been working where i'm working for about three years and i kind of don't really know i know pension comes up but i'm like hold up i need to actually find out where it is and how much is in my pension already 
and if I had to move or if I had to leave the company, how do I get that transferred and all of that? So that's some, that's basically why I thought about that this week. But yeah, so that's basically the figuring out of like anything taxes or automatic payments that come out when it comes to our incomes after getting that job. Next thing is now managing the remaining money we have. So if you're anybody like me, I've just never really been, I was never really good with money, like growing up. And to be fair, we don't really get pocket money, but I was one of those people that was like, oh my gosh, I had money, I could get an extra bit of snack. And I was always so excited about that and I'd spend the money. And I think there was a point where my parents were like, yeah, Sharon is not good with money. Like my sister was very good with money. So it was just weird like that. But now that, like since I started my job, I just remember, or maybe it wasn't even a uni, I just remember being very, like, conscious of how much I spend. There are certain things that I didn't, like, worry about, so, like, food shop. I knew, I'd always, I meal planned, so I knew what I was buying. I just did not mind how much it was. But again, I was too conscious of, like, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to go to waitress and, look, I guess I understand organic is great for you, but sometimes the regular stuff is good too, so... But I didn't like overdo it on the food part of things. But I was very conscious that I was like, okay, I needed to save money for certain things. If I wanted to go on a trip, if I wanted to do anything extra bit of fun, I knew, girl, you can't be spending all them coins. So I started like managing money from then on. And I know like there's people who go through uni without spending an overdraft, (laughs) not me. But my overdraft was actually quite small when I think or hear about what other people's overdrafts were. Because I think mine was like on the 1,500 mark. Like I never went beyond that. I didn't, I never hit 2,000 on my overdraft. So when people are like, oh my God, my overdraft is like 2,000 this. I'm like, whoa, how? What? What did you do? Like I never, ever, ever went past the 1,500. And even that 1,500, I think it was in my final year. And that was because I kind of went on, I went on a trip to Spain with like the basketball team and stuff. So I was like, okay, I need a little bit extra towards this trip. And it was my last year, I might as well. So yeah, and in that I realized like I also hated borrowing money. So I know like overdrafts are like given to you the, by the bank and like you have to, you pay back after a certain amount of time. But I was just very, very conscious that I was like, it's not my money. It's technically not my money. So I remember when I got my job, that was the first thing I was like, okay, I need to pay off my overdraft first before... I can like say I want to like treat myself to anything or spend anything or anything like that. And I did. Like in, I paid it off in like the first three months. It was kind of tight. I didn't get a credit card either. Like I was very much like just paid off. And yeah, I can say no one actually helped me with that. So I did that. But again, like my mom helped cover some other expenses to allow me to pay that off. So when I said other expenses, she basically covered maybe like getting fuel for the car or there was something else I can't remember or like I think I think it was like like again like some of my car insurance and stuff like that just to like help cover so I didn't have to overthink about it and because I didn't have a credit card it was all coming out straight from my account to the people so yeah and um once I once I literally got that paid off I remember them being like okay now I can actually start saving money and I create, I got a savings account, another savings account, because I had one that was like an everyday savings that I can just dip in and out of. And then 
I got another savings account that I was going to just put money in there. Just leave it in there for whenever, like, something dire comes up that I know I'll need a bulk of money. So that was created. And then in my everyday savings, instead of them making it like an everyday savings that I just took anything out of, I designated, like, a percentage of my pay that I'll always put in there as well. And that was my kind of... Because I then realized how much a car cost. That was kind of my emergency fund. And that's what I used to pay off, to pay anything that had to do with like my car. Because that's the most emergency thing that I could think of happening to me. Anyway, so I had like, so I used that now as my emergency savings account. And then I have my normal savings account. And I think like that's actually a good way. I think this, you know what? A savings, something about saving will be an episode, probably the next episode. I'll, I'll break it down for you guys and um, I can also recommend other people on YouTube who I know have like the most amazing budgeting saving plan that you could use and um, but again every man to himself like do what you got to do to make everything comfortable for you so that's it on saving um, but again if you guys actually do want to see more on the saving stuff and maybe want me to expand on how I, I save on my um, then comment below and we'll see how that goes. And uh, next thing is, okay, so now then saving for a house or saving for a property and all of that stuff. So I've talked about the everyday saving, which is kind of my emergency fund. Now I'm saving for a house. I eventually got a credit card, like after a year and a bit of working. And that was also because expenses for some training at work was kind of eaten into other things before I got my money back. So I got a credit card, but I then decided that that would be my, I'd do my everyday spending so my food shop fuel and stuff would go on that credit card and that's basically all I use it for even till date that's basically all I use it for and then um so saving for a house I decided to get uh when help to buy was still a thing I don't think it's a thing anymore anyway I got an L to buy account and I've had that as well but again I know there's a maximum you can put in on a monthly basis but I also remember I had like that other savings accounts that I had open so all the money I still have that there so anything extra I have from my pay anything extra I have from like the previous month I just put it in to, all towards to go for saving for a house and I mentioned a house because that was one of the things so somebody mentioned not knowing about mortgage and finance in mortgaging um for growing up um, in the IG post that I had so I think that's also another, that could be another subtopic. Comment below if you want to hear more about that. But yeah, and then for holidays, so I found, so there's bare, there's so many like auto saving apps now out there. So there's Chip, there's Monzo, there's Revolt, there's all of these other like on like mobile banking apps. I don't know what they're called, sorry. And I use, I use Chip, well, I, yeah, I use Chip and it's actually been great to use because it just takes out, calculates based on your spending and everything you've done in the week and once a week or once every five days or something, it takes out a certain amount of money. You can decide um, what level of saving you want it to be. So it goes from one to five and you can go, okay, I want to save level five is like it saves a lot. Level one, it saves less. So you, you put it at whatever level of saving you want it to be and that can change every month and you do that. Um, and from there, it just takes out the money. And on days when it's like, okay, I'm taking this much out and you're thinking, hold up, I ain't got that money. 
and I or I need that for something, you can just cancel your saving. And it helps so much in saving for like my holidays and stuff because over couple over weeks before you realize it probably in a month you save an extra like 100 150 again depending on the level that you put it on and if you think about it if you say you want to go on holiday like every maybe one let's just say twice a year so every six months you can have something tangible in there as a holiday saving so there you go save up for six months over a couple of weeks and you could have a whole trip so yeah, that's something I know that I do as well. I can also cover this in a future episode of on maybe saving. But yeah, so that's everything admin and finance. Now going on to um, talking about relationships and things that happen and or change for us in relationships growing up as an adult and no one tells you. First things, so this is also split into technically three, um, family, friends and yourself. So your relationship with your family probably changes for sure hopefully for the better obviously and then friends as well that changes a little bit your dynamic between friendships changes and your relationship with yourself changes and that's the part that a lot of the time like I didn't really think I knew I well I thought I knew but I but you don't know till you know like till you're actually in it and experiencing it um so let's go with relationship with your family. Let's just start with the parents. So if, for me, I know my relationship with my parents has evolved. Like, I don't know if I, I don't want to really say like, we're close, we're a close family to be fair. So nothing much seems to have changed. I think we're just more comfortable around each other now. Like, I understand what it's like for them, to, for like, for them. And they are understanding and beginning to understand what it is like for the younger person growing up in the world today so um the once in a to be fair they still tell me off when i have my attitude they'll still tell me off but we can all sit and chat and talk about things going on in the news and just be civil when i was younger like that was not a thing that would happen so i feel like we're definitely closer and with my siblings as well i remember i don't really say we had fights and i don't like or anything growing up yes there's times when we scream at each other and all of that and slam the door in each other's faces and stuff but that hasn't happened <laughs> in years so yeah i think like relationships can change for the better for sure and hopefully it's for the better for most people out there um in terms of your relationship with your friends you actually your friendship circle kind of becomes smaller so growing when like you were young and you were making all these friends and you were thinking oh my god we're gonna be friends forever yeah nah so your friendship circle definitely gets smaller. You end up probably having like three, maybe four, five close friends. And everybody else is basically just, uh, oh, we see each other at parties or we see each other when we hang out. Like when those three, four friends invite everybody else to something. So that's, um, that's basically it about friendship. Everyone, but then like the ones you're actually close to somehow... It turns out that if they don't live near you, it's going to be very difficult to be making plans. So, like, in uni, it was easy, especially if your friends are from uni. Like, y'all can just meet at each other's houses or you live together, so it's easy to interact. Yeah, it becomes harder when all of everybody is in different parts of the country and you're trying to make plans. And to be fair, in 2020, <laughs> that was not happening. So, that's kind of difficult. But at the same time, I guess that's why Zoom and Skype... And FaceTime was invented. So you all just need to do your catching up on there. 
And um, finally, relationship with yourself. I think your relationship with yourself evolves so much. Who you think you are as a teen is not who you are in your 20s or in your 30s. Well, I'm not, I'm not in my 30s, 30s yet, but I assume that's the case. And um, it's just, you just begin to kind of enjoy yourself more. You like spending more time with you. You're getting to know yourself a little better. You kind of realize the things that you cannot stand about yourself and you try to do better, do your best to eliminate those. And you can, you also just, there's just a newfound love for you. And if you don't, if you have if you're not there yet, where you have the love for yourself, even, and when I say found love, I'm not saying like everything's peachy, like it's not perfect but you're actually appreciating the process of getting to of evolving that's what it is of evolving like i don't think anybody can ever reach a perfect state but the constant evolving and changing is what makes it great so that's basically it so i think those were like six areas of things that no one really told us about adulting that we've had to find out but if you guys have any other additional things that you think oh no one definitely told me about this Drop it in the comments and let me know as well. I would love to know and we can all share. And if you have any like ways to help or any topics, any subtopics based on what I've said about today and um, talked about today that you want me to cover in detail. I'm, again, I'm not a professional. It's really on the finance stuff or anything or relationship. But um, if there's anything you want me to expand on, please let me know as well in the comments and if you like topics like this in terms of like listing things that I like listing like adulting facts and stuff that goes on as adulting um as adults please again give this video a thumbs up and I'll come I'll try and come up with um content that covers all of that but in the meantime again on the don't forget to hit subscribe like share um comment um, if you're listening on audio, also don't forget to give this, um, give the podcast a rating on whatever platform it is you're listening on. But yeah, other than that, thank you everybody and I will see you next time on Help, I'm an Adult. Bye. Alright, that's it for now. I hope that was helpful and someone out there can relate. So to stay up to date on all new episode drops, click that subscribe, follow or like button depending on what platform you're listening on. Also, feel free to go share with your circle, with your people, anyone that can find this possibly helpful. On socials, you can go follow at Help I Am An Adult on Instagram and on Facebook. So go follow and like us on there. Thank you all till next time. Happy adulting!